0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
1: They are who we thought they were
0: on Yahoo
2: Sports Radio. Well, our next guest was a general manager who is so good at finding talent and so good at building Super Bowl teams that Sports Illustrated once called him the smartest man in the NFL. And you know what? He must be, because former Washington and San Diego GM Bobby Beathen not only took the Redskins and Chargers to Super Bowls, and is on a Hall of Fame path, but you know what? He's agreed to join us today, too. Hey, Bobby, always good to catch up with you. And I say catch up because I used to run behind you for about 10 miles and on the West Coast, but great to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, Clark. Um, are you still running? I am still running, unfortunately. Yeah, and my I body's still breaking all down. That st- crazy stuff too. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> knee surgeries, four knee surgeries. I'm, I'm trying, but uh, hey, listen, question for you. I mean, two weeks ago we had uh, former Chicago GM Jerry Angelo on here, and he told us that nobody, nobody was better than you at targeting players in the draft. And he said something that we kind of went, huh? what? He said you would have something like a dozen names, a dozen, twelve names that were on your board that you're after. That's all a dozen names. A, is that true? And if it's not, how many actually did you have on your draft boards?
0: Well, what it was, we had all the players that were eligible for the draft, you know, rated on our board by position. Then we'd take them off by position and put them the number one player we'd take regardless of position and do them that way. Then we'd take a few. Maybe he was exaggerating the number there because that was a little smaller. I mean, a little smaller than we actually had. Then I'd take about 30 to 35 players out of the whole group of the draft and put these out of the whole draft we're going to get our players from this group and so that's that's the way we usually did it
1: and And, and most
0: of the time and not every time but most of the time we're lucky to get our entire draft out of that group wow
1: bobby in 1983 26 teams passed on dan marino before the dolphins took him at 27 you had the 28th pick would you have passed on Dan Marino?
0: No, we wouldn't have, and I think I would even. You'd have to ask Dan, but I think we even we tried and tried to trade up to get up higher to take him, and then uh, nobody would would trade with us, and uh, so so we didn't, and and we, I think he was our top guy on the board that year.
1: You got a pretty good consolation prize in Daryl Green, though.
0: Thank God that wasn't the year Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was uh, the year we got daryl so we thought if if we didn't get him we did have a backup in daryl and and <laughs> daryl surprised everybody i mean he didn't surprise us as how good he was but it surprised everybody and how many years the guy played
1: of all your draft moves that you made, and you made a lot of them, is there one that sticks out for you, Bobby, one that you're most proud of?
0: Well, probably Daryl uh, would be. Um, in fact, Daryl, uh, we have that Redskin reunion every year. Or, or Some deal, some reunion. We go to these reunions every once in a while. And every year I see Daryl, that I've seen Daryl, he honestly looks exactly like he did then, looks like he could play. And if you asked Daryl, he would play now. But, uh, and I wouldn't doubt that he could, but... There's so many of them. Uh, we, we had a guy that forget where it was. We had Natron Means, and mm-hmm. but Natron didn't last long. I think he got hurt. But there there were so many players, the linemen we had, and everything. But the other thing we did have, which was great, is that we we tried our best to get the best coaches we could. And when we got Joe Bugle, we knew whatever offensive lineman we drafted, whether it was a 12th rounder or a first rounder, he'd work with him just as hard, and that's when we had those, the Hogs. You know, we had Joe Jacoby, who was drafted late, and we had we had all those guys, Russ Grimm and all those guys, and some of those guys
2: weren't drafted high, and he just made them into a great unit and a great, great player. We're speaking with former GM Bobby Beth on the Talk of Fame Network, and Bobby, I want to go back to what you said about uh, Dan Marino. I mean, it, it, Goose is right. 26 teams passed on this guy, you said you had oh. him at the top of your board. What did you like so much about Dan Marino that maybe those 26 teams didn't?
0: I don't know what they didn't like about him. I mean, I went up there to see him in college and saw that I mean, he had something that everybody's talked about during his playing career. He just had a great feel of the game, but he had that release that nobody, everybody started talking about quick releases after Dan Marino, but Dan Marino was the guy that, Really showed how important that is, and he could make such quick decisions. I mean, he as soon as he took his drop from the center, just dropped back. Man, the ball was gone, and he made those decisions so quickly. Uh, of course, that, that you know, Chuck Nolan, those guys up there had a great organization. I mean, the Roonies were were the best, and they they had everything going for him at every position. And you know, look at the guys he threw to. I mean, he had great. Receivers, he had great running backs. So it was uh, probably in the history of the NFL, is one of the best organizations ever.
1: Hey, Bobby, that's ironic. That's probably one of the few first round draft picks you weren't able to trade. As a GM of the Redskins, <laughs> you, you traded seven consecutive first round picks from 84 to 90. That was in a pre salary cap era. Could a team succeed in today's NFL with that philosophy?
0: I don't know. Boy, I had uh I don't know. Our son, I'll have to ask Jeff, our son with the Panthers. <laughs> See, uh, You know, I, I don't know. And I, and I think people think first-round draft choices are so valuable now. And I always looked at it that uh, they were valuable. But it depended what the rest of the draft was like. And that's the way we always judged it. If it was a great draft filled with players in later rounds, after the first round, then uh, I was... Certainly willing to trade down. It wasn't because of the money that it was given to a first round player. It was just because of that.
1: You had a knack of finding quarterbacks, you know, uh, Mark Rippon and, and uh, even uh, Stan humphries and Babe Loffenberg and uh, Jay Schrader. You know, uh, you brought in Doug Williams from the USFL. And of course, eventually, as we go through the names, we end up with one you mentioned earlier, Ryan Leaf. Uh, and what I'm wondering about is uh, two <clears throat> things. Why do you think it didn't work out with him? But more importantly, did you already know that it was a gamble, but you were kind of forced to take it because of your quarterback situation?
0: Well, we were, uh, in a way, we were forced to take it, but the, the other thing was uh, I tried and tried to trade up to get the, the pick ahead of him to take the, the good quarterback, <laughs> and we knew that, that Ryan had some faults, but the coach up at Washington State at that time convinced me that Ryan didn't have a problem. Uh, it really wasn't, but even meeting with Ryan it wasn't like meeting with Peyton, you know, they're different people altogether. And And uh, I knew it wasn't the best thing to do to take the guy, but we figured after talking to him and everything that maybe his problems were behind him and he was here to play football and everybody was willing to work with him. And, just a, just a bad decision I made
2: Bobby in in hindsight could the team you anybody the coaching staff have done anything differently to try to uh, promote leaf and, and, and I mean I'm, I'm not sure what the deal was but to try to to try to bring him along differently than than was the case at that time uh, you know I don't think so
0: I think I think we exhausted every
2: possible reason. we had I think we had shrink
0: see him we had everybody see him and tell him what was at stake and all this but uh, I'm not Familiar with how strong that pull is when you're when you're one of those guys that right whatever he was doing drinking or drugs or whatever he was doing uh and that he couldn't beat all that and uh and it just you know he certainly had the talent there's no question like that, but the other thing that that really rubbed our players wrong he didn't seem to show leadership skills when he came in it if it, it, it was a real disinterested player that. You know, I'm good. What are they questioning me for? And uh, just a terrible attitude.
1: Bobby, you have two grandkids playing college football. Is it difficult to mm-hmm. watch football as a grandfather as opposed to a talent evaluator?
0: No, no. I, I love watching uh, Bo at App State and then, and then uh, CJ at Iowa. And then we have CJ's little brother coming up this next year. He's a heck, uh, he's an all-state quarterback here too. So he'll be one people will be looking at, Clay Clay Bethard. And then Jeff has another kid after Bo coming up, but he's still going to be in college. But uh, no, it's it. I love watching them play, and we've gone up to Iowa to some games. We've gone up to App State for some games, and uh, it's it's really fun. I'm
2: I'm proud of them. They work hard in the summer getting ready for the season, and, and uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Hey, Bobby. Thanks so much for the time, and best of luck with those grandkids. Thanks, Clark. Good talking with you again. Call sometime when we don't have to talk on a, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Well Thanks, do. Bobby. That was former GM Bobby Bethard. When we return, we'll hear why you're going to hear more about quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.